Hi, I'm Mira. And I'm Silver. And welcome to Matcha Mondays. We're two West Coast gals hoping to connect with our audience to discuss everything matcha, our favorite sneaky snacks, mental health, self-love, and body positivity. Today, we have the lovely John Harrison with us from Domacha. And funnily enough, I had Domacha growing up as a kid, and it was the first matcha <laughs> that my mom had in the house. And it was my introduction to matcha growing up in Vancouver. So I was really excited that we could do this little <laughs> collaboration and like get to know more about everything. Did you want to tell us a little bit about Domacha and building the brand in North America and what that looked like? Thank you, guys. I appreciate the time. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a long story, but you know, and I, I and it's, it's interesting that you you are, are a Domacha fan already. So yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> of but um, you know, th- this all kind of started about eighteen years ago. You know, I grew up in Japan. My mother was born in Japan, and my great grandfather had started a business in Japan in eighteen ninety two, and so that's still operating today. And because of that history, you know, we were looking for something that was Japanese. Japanese that we could bring into to North America. And this was about 18 years ago that we were doing that. And uh, I have a lot of Japanese friends still. And, and so um, one of the things that came up in our discussions was matcha. At that time, I didn't have any connections in Japan with matcha growers or, or manufacturers, but they did. Uh, they went and checked and then let me know that there were a few folks that were interested in talking to me. Uh, you know, and interestingly enough, you know, 18 years ago, all of the matcha that was made was only sold domestically. So there was no export market for matcha. It was all sold in Japan. So this was a, when I, I flew over to Japan, I met with the guys and the, the biggest issue that we had to try to secure the business was uh, loss of face. Mm. You know, it, it's very important to the Japanese. You know, these companies, well, one was 300 years old, one was 400 years old, wow. and they only make matcha. Yeah. And so, that you know, they, were, they had a lot to lose if I came into the, partnered up with them and did something wrong in their eyes. And, and, <laughs> um, and you know, so this was a big concern. The fact that my family had such a long history there was the reason they actually took a chance. Yeah. So at that point, you know, one of the things that we had to look at, this is such a long story. It's going to be hard for me to figure out how to how to condense this a little bit but <laughs> no, we literally really. sat around a table and said well what are we going to call it because in Japan there were there were no names you know it was just matcha yeah and so there were different grades but they didn't have specific names associated with those grades none of those things were you know we said okay and so when we actually came up with the name ceremonial and the other name that we had that we came up with was uh, second harvest and that's how we went to market we actually went with those two names and it was interesting because the first couple of years 18 months um, we did very well with ceremonial but not very well with second harvest Mm -hmm. and there was this when we kind of checked that in the marketplace what was what we found out was that most people thought because the name was second harvest it wasn't as good quality second best (laughs) yeah second best and so we had no idea and so we sat around the table again and said okay what's a a name we could come up with and actually the uh, mr honda came up with summer harvest Hmm. and um and so we changed the name caused a lot of confusion uh for a while but uh in the end um that was a that was a good move because actually that became our summer harvest brands became our our became our top selling mm. and um, 
Wow. So it, it was interesting. At that time, uh, we were the only matcha in the market in North America. So fast forwarding, um, you know, we came and we brought this to the market. And, you know, I had gone into Whole Foods in West Vancouver, so close to where you That's you folk, where, where my you mother look. found it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I went in and I actually I was presenting it because uh, we really didn't have anybody on the team that knew a lot about matcha at that time. So I, I presented it. And the buyer there looked at me and said, well, look, you know, here's all our tea section everything and they're in a box in a tea bag and there were two dollars to five dollars that was the price range mm -hmm. uh, and you know very inexpensive <laughs> and i was talking about you know retail price of you know 25 29 and he said this this is impossible nobody's gonna buy it and uh and i said well look you know i i think they will mm -hmm. once they start looking at the health benefits and understand it mm -hmm. uh but we had to put it in mm -hmm. on consignment so we actually didn't mm -hmm. even sell it to them we put it in on consignment and and uh, it started to, to sell and we were doing demos and all the things that you do and then to try to get people to, to try this. And it sold well. And we were pushing the concept of the traditional way to make matcha, which is with a bowl and a whisk, take mm -hmm. your time, relax and all of that. And this was another strategic mistake that we made because in Japan, when people do this, they actually are, this is my matcha time. Mm -hmm. They actually slow down, take the time to make it, take the time to drink it. And that's very Japanese. Mm -hmm. In North America, everybody's in a hurry. They want to get it done <laughs> now. And um, and so, you know, we thought, hmm, you know, how do we deal with this? And so we we thought, okay, the other thing that people found, that there were two issues. One was this presentation. The other was it was quite strong. So people that were drinking green tea and loose leaf thought, gee, this is very, very strong. And so we said, okay, how do we deal with both of those things? Mm -hmm. And so came up with the idea of using a jet spray in Whole Foods. Oh. And we brought the jet spray in. Mm -hmm. We mixed the matcha with vanilla almond milk. Oh, yeah. And we had a demo person that mm. just gave it away. Mm. And people said, wow, this is fantastic. What is this? And then so we, we were talking about health benefits and all of that. You could still taste the green tea mm -hmm. uh, and matcha, but it wasn't as strong. And, uh, of course, easy to make. You can do this in your blender. So we were talking to people about that and saying, okay, you could do this in your blender, throw in a couple of ice cubes, half a banana, and you have something that's even a yeah. little different flavor. A smoothie. Within a month, this was the top selling skew in the West Vancouver store. Wow. Uh, unbelievable change in direction. Yeah. And from there, we learned how to sell it in North America. And so it, it really started to explode at that point. And, uh, and we started at that also at that time to see a couple of competitors trying to get into the retail side to mm. compete with us because we really mm. were still the only, only matcha brand around. And then what happened was uh, I was at my desk in Vancouver and, and I got a call and there was a guy on the other end of the line that said, uh, is this, you know, John Harrison? And I said, yes. And they said, well, I hear you're the matcha king. <laughs> and I said, who is this? And uh, and he said, well, I'm Dave Chavez. I'm the head buyer down in, in Austin, Texas for Whole Foods. Yeah. And and I said, wow. wow, okay. And he said, well, look, we're very interested <laughs> in bringing matcha into the U.S. Can you do that for us? And I said, well, you know, actually, I don't think so. And he, he said, well, why not? And I said, well, we're not ready for the U.S. market. We would, ha we would need some time to gear up and get our growers and all of that started. 
Yeah. And uh, he said, hmm, I really like this brand. And he said, so, you know, how much time do you need? And I said, well, I'd need three months. And he says, I'll wait. And I said, okay, got a deal. And, uh, and you know, three months later, we opened up in Whole Foods in the U.S. And, and then the U.S. market took off. And uh, at this point, we started to have a whole bunch of other competitors come into the market. It was interesting because, you know, 18 years ago, it was only sold in Japan. And then now, if you go to Africa and go to a cafe and... Mm-hmm. They serve matcha. Yeah, you go anywhere yeah, it's everywhere in Asia. These days. They serve matcha. So it is. It's it is. Um, it's a neat legacy for us because it all started with us, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it's just mm-hmm. taken off all over the world, and it's been kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's hilarious knowing that because I I didn't know the history of it prior to us chatting, but I was telling my mom that we were having this meeting today, and she was like, "I'm pretty sure I got it at Whole Foods in West Van because that was." was like the only Whole Foods, at least in the Lower Mainland, for so long. So right. she got, that's when she got, she got the little bowl, she got the whisk, she got <laughs> everything, she did it properly. And I just remember growing up and seeing her making it and I wasn't allowed to have it because caffeine in a child is not good. Right, right. But I think it's so cool that I got to be a part of that. Like even well, growing you know what? up. Thank and... your mom for being a supporter. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> was. An early supporter. Yeah. Well, and you know now that you, in in Whole Foods, you know this is one, you know they're still one of our best customers. And, you mm-hmm. know when you if you buy uh, a matcha in the Allegro coffee shop in Whole Foods, mm-hmm. uh, anywhere anywhere in in North America, that's actually our product. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. So we have that account. So if you are out of domacha and you need a domacha, you can actually go to the Allegro and you're getting domacha. Okay. They private label it, yeah. but we wow. sell it to them and it is, it is our brand. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I've seen yeah. it in Cafe Artigiano as well. Yes, we we are in quite a few of the cafes in British Columbia. Yeah. Um, and and again, most of them don't advertise the brand name, but if you ask, they'll show you a bag or show you uh, the tin. Yeah. And, uh, so we're in a lot of those as well. Yeah. See, Mira and I are sneaky when we ask for matcha. We want to know what what matcha it is. So we're always just kind of looking oh, yeah. over the counter. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a big difference. You know, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big difference in the quality of matcha. So and, and yeah. particularly now, um, you know, there's matcha's actually made all over the place. It's in Taiwan and China mm-hmm. and Korea and India. All of these locales are involved with matcha now. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of other new guys in Japan are also involved. And so, you know, it's interesting because I, you know, when I talk to the Japanese, one of the things that we don't really discuss or isn't really in, talked about much is they said, you know, you guys created, meaning Domacha and, and our group created a whole export mm-hmm. market for Japan, which was never there. Yeah. And so all the new business that we generated in Japan for everybody else that buys Japanese matcha now uh, globally is uh, a huge boom for for Japan yeah and, uh, and again it started with our guys and we still have the same partners so that's nice too oh. you know it's been 18 years oh, with yeah. the guys that are that we've not changed these guys are still our guys and um, so uh, you know they're really sort of part of the family now that's so yeah. special we started this whole thing and all of the different things that we were first on and you know sticks the decaf the 
naming of all of this, these products. But you know, we're, we're trying to continue to sort of lead this mm -hmm. and uh, and come up with interesting new ideas on on matcha. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I actually go back to Japan in October this year, and I, because of all Beautiful. the COVID stuff, I haven't five. been there for five years, which is a long time. Mm -hmm. So you know, one of the things that we're going to look at is uh, you know some ideas for some new SKUs uh, in the market, and again try to to work on something else that will uh, make us first. So, you know, we, we just continue awesome. to strive to do that. And you've probably watched this long enough to see, you know, there, I think, I guess the closing comment would be that, you know, in the 18 years, I think I have seen about uh, 140 different brands that have come to the market. Wow. Yeah. And probably a hundred of those have already come and gone. Yep. And, um, wow, and yeah. you know, and so there are a few that have been around for a while. And, and you know, we we are the first brand and we're continued to be, uh, we're still in the market. And, uh, and I think part of that is just because the folks that I work with uh, are, you know, they're all about innovation and coming up with new ideas. And, and we've created a really good product and mm -hmm. we haven't brought it down. You know, I, I won't want to tell you one more story, which is interesting. It kind of gives you an idea of the people that we work with. Mm -hmm. You know, we when we uh, started to see a lot of competition, one of the bigger complaints about uh, Dome Matcha was the price point. A little too expensive, you know, and there's so many cheaper matchas. And we would explain all the differences and show the differences differences and have people try the differences. But at the end of the day, it was still, they're always talking about price. So I spoke to our guys in Japan and said, you know, what about a lower quality matcha that we would basically offer a two tier system? Right. They absolutely said no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not a chance. And they and, you know, their whole rationale was that, look, what you have and what you're selling in Japan is a reflection of our companies mm -hmm. and our integrity. And if we introduce a low end matcha into the North American market, it will come back to Japan that, hey, Shohokan produces, a, you know, a inexpensive, not very good quality matcha in Japan. And it will reduce the prestige of their their 300 year old company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they explained that to me and I fully understood that. And so we have never gone there and uh, and we've just kind of stayed true to our original vision. And uh, and, you know, and I think that really is the only way that we can do our business. You know, we need to stay true to that original vision. Yeah, well, it's it's an absolute shame when Mir and I are trying to introduce people to matcha for the first time. And their experience has been with a lower quality matcha. And like even my cousin is like, I hate hate matcha it tastes like fish i'm like you are not drinking good quality matcha so that's right yeah it, it's it's kind of diluting the market in a way because a lot of people don't know what good matcha is because they buy the cheaper version but a lot of people will think well i just buy a cheaper one it's the same thing or the one that people get at costco i'm like it's not the same thing stop <laughs> buying that please <laughs> Well, and you know, I, I I don't know how you change that. I you know, I think whether it's matcha or any product that uh, comes into the market, you're you're going to have your Gucci bags and you're going to have <laughs> some other handbags. And and you know, Gucci it, it 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 may be slightly different in that, but you know, the quality of those products generally is the stitching and all of those things yeah. are superior. Yeah, and it'll last a lot longer. And Absolutely. so. 
you can decide mm-hmm. that you want to spend two hundred dollars or you spend uh, you know twenty five dollars for mm-hmm. a, a, a bag, and yeah. you know that's your choice. So, same yeah. with matcha. Yeah. You know, we we know that ours is consistent. We know that all the health benefits that we talk about are real. We have all the paperwork. And we can show all of the tests and the CFAs and all of those things to support all the statements that we make. And you guys also have a decaf matcha as well. We we sort of moved in that direction because we did have a lot of people that had caffeine sensitivities. Mm-hmm. And they kept asking, is there, you know, what's the caffeine level in matcha? And we said, well, you know, 20 to 25 milligrams per gram. Mm-hmm. And a cup of coffee, this is just one cup, not, uh, you know, a big cup uh, of coffee, but 80 to 120 milligrams per Mm -hmm. gram. So there's a significant difference, but there's still caffeine in matcha. So we went back to Japan and said, hey, you know, can you guys produce a decaf? And we went to actually a different grower, Koyama-en, which is uh, the premier matcha producer in Japan. They're not the biggest, but they have won the best matcha award in Japan 10 years in a row. And these guys are, you know, they make make amazing matcha. And that's all they do also, nothing else. But they, they had been working on a decaf for a couple of years when we first talked to them and they didn't like it and they were continuing <laughs> to work on it and it was took about three and a half years finally uh they said okay we've got something we'd like you to try we, we looked at that I, you know i really like the flavor it's a, it is slightly different mm-hmm. but uh but at the end of the day it's it's really a nice product and um first company to have that as well so mm-hmm. we brought that into north america and uh and it's done very very well you know i i I have usually two cups of matcha a day and usually one of those is a decaf. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, have that later in the day. So it is, you know, it's a great product done very well for us. And it's another dough matcha first. Especially when you want like a later night matcha, like just for the taste. Yeah. And don't want to be up all night. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, it, it is. And you, once you get into matcha, you know, our biggest customer base, I don't know if you, you, you know this or, uh, you know, other people that you've spoken to have mentioned this, but it's certainly ex-coffee drinkers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, yeah. there are people that know, you know, they drink four, four or five cups of coffee and they're, you know, they know it's not good for them. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're up and down all day long and they have the jitters and, you know, they start looking for something that gives them a bit of a hit, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it doesn't give them those jitters and and matcha is perfect for that so it's the steady incline instead of the roller coaster of coffee yeah yeah and then it, because of the l-theanine that's in it you you come off of that mm-hmm. boost slowly yeah and rather than dropping off and then yeah. having to have another cup of coffee right away yeah so uh you know it, mm-hmm. it has a lot of interesting health benefits and features and that's certainly one of them and i think you know that was probably our number one selling point you know it has a lot of antioxidants and all of that but i I think the L-theanine part of this where, you know, people were feeling stressed and the fast pace that mm-hmm. everybody works on these days. And, you know, we, we focused in on that in the beginning and that really resonated with our customer base. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they really, they really found that that that's what they wanted. And that was part of the, you know, part of the reason for, I think the success. Well, you mentioned some of the benefits, but can you elaborate a little bit more, especially like with your experience, like, have you noticed a significant change in drinking matcha? Personally? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, I, I never drank a lot of coffee uh, at, ever. I, you know, I found when we started this process, I had the same issue in the beginning. I found matcha very strong in terms of a green tea uh, flavor. And so, you know, I was, you know, when I, when we were trying to get this started, I actually, you know, Anna, Anna loves it, has the bowl 
cold and whisk, and I would throw in half a banana, put in a little vanilla almond milk or mm. oat milk, and I hit the blender button. She'd shake her head at me and uh, <laughs> said, oh, you know, you're not the, doing the real thing. And uh, But, you know, after a while, and this is what we also found in the market, is that after a while, people that were doing it sort of the quick way and mixing it with half a banana or almond milk, they started to do the traditional way. Mm-hmm. And we've even had people that called us and said, you know, this has helped me slow my life down. You know, I talk to people on the telephone and I go, wow. And they actually take the time to call and say, you know, this has really changed my life. And I said, well, you know, it's fantastic to hear that. Thank you. You know, usually people call when there's bad news and they have something (laughs) to complain about. You know, that's the way, that's what business is like. And uh, so getting something like that, you know, it's, it's just fantastic. So obviously it's, it's had a really positive effect on, on folks, but, you know, aside from, you know, it's a powerhouse antioxidant, it's uh, on the ORAC value, it's 1,284 things like, you know, most people know, they think, oh, blueberries or Mm -hmm. uh, the berry family, you know, those have a a great ORAC value. And you kind of read about that at different times, but, you know, that's around 20 and matcha is 1,284. Wow. So a, oh significantly <laughs> higher. Yeah. Uh, wow. And, you know, they consider blueberries and raspberries or kale might be 50. Prunes, I think, are like 40 on the ORAC value. And, you know, those are considered great and healthy po- foods with high a- antioxidant levels. But, you know, matcha is way, way up there. And um, so that, that uh, you know, you're, you're getting some really good health benefits from uh, a cup of matcha. Mm-hmm. And it's more fun than prunes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. John, you should tell our listeners where they can find Oma because we would love for them to support you. So where can we find you? Well, thank you. You know, we're, we are in just about every health food store in Canada, right from Vancouver Island to PEI. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our market sector. We're not sold in Costco or Walmart. Um, so, <laughs> uh, it, and you know where there are lots of matchas that are. So, you know, again, that power to them. But mm-hmm. again, we've stuck to sort of our channel of expertise and, and that's the channel. Those are people generally that are looking for a quality product. So we, we're selling in all of those kinds of stores. Other socials that you have or just your Instagram? Well, we have Facebook and, and Twitter and that as well. But, you know, we're, uh, we, we do B, B2C, but most of our business is B2B. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us and filling us in on the history and everything. It's really nice to talk to someone who actually is knowledgeable and passionate about matcha yeah. as much as we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're happy that well, we it- could share this with our listeners. Well, and thank you. I appreciate that uh, you guys thought of us and, and you gave me the time. I thought this was going to be like two or three minutes. So oh, yeah. uh, this has been wonderful. <laughs> I really appreciate the the fact that we could get into some of the details. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, we have a podcast. We're chatty. We, we love to chat. We love <laughs> oh, <yeah>. to listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We love a good story time. Okay. Well, fantastic. Thank you so and, much. And, you know, it's been a pleasure to meet you guys. So thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Okay. Anytime you want me have back, I'll come back. Oh, perfect. We'll let <laughs> oh, you okay. know. I'd love to have you back. All right. <laughs> okay. Know. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you, Matcha Babies. And thank you, our dear friend, John Harrison from Domacha, for joining us for the first part of this episode. Today, since we had a lovely little chat about some matcha facts, let's just play a game. Keep it nice and chill. We 
missed mm-hmm. last week because our dear sweet Nira was traveling and I needed a nice little break. So we will be back weekly mm-hmm. starting now. But if you guys missed us, that's what we're up to. We will do a proper check-in next episode. But since this is a mini-sode, we're just going to play a little game and hang out and have some fun today. So hopefully that yes. we can just chill with you on your commute or while you're at work multitasking or while you're on a little stroll. Beautiful. So we played this game before. It's called uh, There Are Ten, but I have the wheel. I'm going to spin it. And then I guess I'll ask Mira first. Are you ready? Beautiful. I'm so ready. Fab. Okay. So the first one is a positive trait. So we shall see. Hi. So it says there are 10, but (laughs) whenever you fart, they claim it as their own. So you don't have to be embarrassed. (laughs) What? Well, here's the thing. I do not like let myself fart publicly like i don't let myself do that i will hold that shit in (laughs) until i'm alone (laughs) or i go into a bathroom would you fart with your partner this would really no ever no i don't like it i I would i know you don't like like, please do that away from me i know you don't like it when they do i wouldn't do it okay interesting no no i'm like that's not fair to them yeah i'm like if i send you away like why should you have to bask in my fart (laughs) I don't know like I know a lot of people with relationships when they were really close with each other they do that but it's just never been my thing I don't know like I was with someone for three four years and I never did that I don't think we did that with each other like I think they knew I wasn't like a fan so that was actually not an issue which was nice that's good okay but it's okay but there were 10 but you still have to make a choice I mean I guess it would just be a 10 because like that wouldn't really be an issue for me but I guess if I struggled with like really bad parts oh, one day. that would be a 12 thank you very much for saving me the embarrassment there you go <laughs> okay i'm gonna roll and ask you so i rolled a neutral trait okay they're a 10 but they vehemently believe in astrology oh well that's my that's the word that i like i love that word I know. I was going to say that. I was like, you like that word. I do like that word. I feel like it depends. I feel like if it affected how they live their lives, then I wouldn't be super into it. But if they were just like into it, then like, that's fine. That's an interest. I'm interested in hearing about it. But if they controlled their life, then maybe like a five. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, if they wouldn't, like, hang out with someone or, like, give someone a chance just because, like, they're, I don't know, like, a Scorpio or something, I would be like, okay, well, that's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay. You get another neutral one. They're a 10, but they're a black belt in karate. Oh. Immediately a 15. Yeah, right? That's hot. 10 out of 10. 15 out of 10. Unless they were, like, creepy about it. I don't know about creepy, but, I mean, if they were, like, violent, I would be like no but there's like really creepy people who are like really into like asian sports and like asian culture and then they're like i'm a black battle karate but i'm also like a 55 year old creepy white man who lives in their basement oh you know what i mean oh i haven't even heard of that yeah it's weird Ugh. okay well assuming i wouldn't be talking to a 55 year old i mean the clear <laughs> at this age <laughs> Yeah, no, but like, you know, like, like, the I don't weird, want like, to be waiting till I'm 55. Thank you very much. No, but just like saying like, at this age, it'd be even weirder to like, oh, yeah, yeah. But um, Ew. no, like okay. the like weeaboos, like weeaboo people, you know? 
yeah. And some of them are like into karate. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if it's like a normal guy or person, I guess, who's a black belt, then sure. Oh, but they're already a 10. Mm -hmm. So they are hot already. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they wouldn't be 55. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. Not for me. Okay, we're Unless not gonna... Unless they're like Killian Murphy or something. And there you go. That's a different story. Okay, you get a positive trait. Okay, they're a 10, but they can play the flute so well that it brings you to tears. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. I think I would just keep it at a 10. I don't think the flute makes... Um, I don't know. I'm not really into flute. Um, They're a 10, but they vlog every second of the day vlog every second of the day vlog like they're oh, a vlog every second oh well if it's every second of the day that's kind of problematic so like yeah. if they're going to the bathroom <laughs> yeah you know or we're doing things that probably shouldn't be vlogged yeah so that would be a zero yeah a zero it's a zero for me i'm fine if they vlog just not for that long no it's a lot like what if i want to like do something with them i don't want that vlog <laughs> true oh you could make more money (laughs) i'll become the next kim k yeah right oh my god (laughs) this is perfect for you they're a 10 but they go commando in every outfit oh 10 perfect Perfect yeah there you go (laughs) maybe like mm, oh god although i'm less i'm less appealed to men going commando i just feel like there's a lot more things going on there or at least people with penises so but i don't know so probably a 10 i wouldn't do any less but maybe not anymore live your best life oh i will oh okay they're a 10 but they're an influencer really depends on the person to be honest yeah that's really hard because i know a lot of people immediately are like i would never date a person that like thirst traps which I can understand, but then I'm like, is that fair for us to say, though? Because a lot of us also thirst trap. So I'm like, is it fair for us to be like, I want to do this, but I'm not okay with my partner doing it? I don't think that's fair. No. What if you have the agreement, though, where it's like your partner's totally fine with you posting like certain content, you're just not comfortable and they agree to that, then that could be fine. Oh, yeah. Like if it's yeah. if they're doing it and I'm saying I'm not comfortable doing it, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But I, I know people that have explicitly who are creators yeah when they when people ask like what do you look for in an ideal partner they're like i don't want them to be doing that but Mm. i'm like you're doing that though so is that fair well that's what i'm saying like if i like i would not think so like i would be like i'm not gonna do it i don't think you should do it either if that's like yeah i think that's fair but like if you yeah are okay with your partner doing it like for example if like my husband was okay with me posting thirst traps which is hilarious because of me yeah um then maybe but then i wouldn't be comfortable with him doing it which was also a hilarious thought but like if that was like something we mutually agreed on that like it's okay if i do it because he's okay with it i'm but just, I not just okay think that's hypocritical it. like that's not I, okay yes, i think so but i'm saying like maybe it depends on the relationship like maybe other people i are guess okay but i it. find that so hypocritical and i just like i yeah. think that's just so weird yeah i think it's like a good for you not for me kind of situation but like I don't know if it's well, like it's a... like it's like if if you're a girl and you're posting because I'm speaking from this from a very like hetero mindset right now, but like right. it's like if my 
man is posting shirtless photos of himself but doesn't want me to post bikini photo or like vice versa i'm posting photos of my bikini but i'm telling him you can't post photos in, without in your his shirt bikini. on like, even <laughs> if that's okay in a relationship that's like just a power imbalance like i don't think that's healthy yeah. So yeah, maybe they mutually agree on it, but I don't think it's healthy. Yeah, maybe. But um, like if it if it's that person's job, like this is thing is like you and I would never be in that situation. But like like we you and I have talked I don't know. about I think I'm disagreeing with you. No, no, no. It's t- totally fine to disagree with me. But I'm saying like if we've talked about you and I've talked about before like actors, like like sometimes they're going to have to like play a role where they're like having a sexy thing with someone right. and, and whatever like if it's right. a very like understood thing like this is a, their job or something and they're okay with it mm-hmm. then I think it's fine like still it, I would never be a situation I would be in but like maybe if like I don't know you wanted to, like you were an influencer and like posting a bikini pic with some a way of like income for you then maybe like I could understand why it would be an okay agreement even though like your partner you don't want him posting his like yeah shirtless pics but there's like a purpose to it then I might understand I don't know you have to read me no I'm just I'm just saying I don't I don't think so because I find it like a power imbalance yeah and fair enough I don't think it's it's definitely something I I wouldn't be comfortable with I think it's totally different if someone's like an actor because I don't know if I could mentally handle being in that situation no I could I think that's different than me being like, when I use TikTok, I like to post thirst traps so I get comments hyping me up, but it's yeah, not okay well, for that's you what to I do mean, that because like, it makes me feel insecure. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean, though. I feel like if there's a purpose to it other than like, I just want comments, like if there, it's like you're promoting the bikini or like whatever you're doing then i can understand why it would be like a mutually agreed thing that like it's okay for this person to do it in the relationship and not for the other but in general like it's not something i ever would find myself in that situation because i would never be comfortable with it i genuinely also don't see myself being in that situation but yeah. yeah, I mean, if they're an influencer, it just depends, honestly, on the person. If they respect mm-hmm. me, if they're not thirst trapping for girls' comments, like, yeah, they're thirst trapping but, because they're like a gym influencer, like, whatever. Do yeah, you, but that's the thing, too, where, like, I definitely agree with you. It's just, like, I don't think there's a reason why you need to thirst trap if you're in a relationship, period. Yeah, I mean... I guess it depends. It's like I guess if I would... you're really good about yourself in the photo, you're allowed to post the photo. No okay, but what is in the photo? Okay, can I define the thirst trap? Because for me, it's like not just like posting like if you're posting like I look good in a photo, I don't think that's a thirst trap. I think of a thirst trap as like being like super, super seductive or whatever, and like the point is to connect with the audience in a sexual way, not to be like, I feel really good in my outfit and I look hot and that's what I'm posting. I guess it's so hard for me to visualize this because I'm just not in any situation where I think I would have to deal with that. No. Because I am not dating and I'm not interested in all of that so I'm just like, oh, I don't know. No. It depends, honestly, because like, what if he's into it? (laughs) <laughs> what if he's a voyeur <laughs> he's, he's a voyeur it. <laughs> yeah you never know but like I, it- know, like I I think there's mutual like respect and agreements as to like what's yeah. being posted and the reasoning it's being posted sure but like I think it's very different than like if I'm dating a guy and he's liking a bunch of like half naked women's photos yeah, no but that's that different to me but that's like, different. different that's what yeah, I'm saying yeah, that's yeah. different I'm just giving an example yeah. but like 
that would be more of an issue to me than like him posting look at my games today yeah. i mean i probably would cringe a little but like good for him yeah <laughs> like one of us is going to the gym it's not me so good job buddy <laughs> i just think yeah i think purpose is really important with that so yeah because like if we yeah. think and like we can take real life example like we both know my husband and there's no way that he would ever post a thirst trap but there is a possibility if he really liked his like fit that day that he would post a picture of him like in a nice outfit that he liked and like for me that like I wouldn't look at that as him posting and being like oh he's trying to get attention from other people like this is a thirst trap like I get that it's just like him trying to just share that he felt good about something and then I'm okay with that I just feel like if you're in a relationship you don't need to connect with other people in like a thirst trap way so then i'd be a little bit mm. not okay with that because like there's a way to like post a bikini mm -hmm. pic where you're just like this is a bikini that you can buy like in an influencer way and it not be like come look at my body because i want you to like lust after me so i think it just depends on the purpose not you know yeah I guess so. Like, I genuinely think if I ever got to a point where I was so confident enough to post photos like that, mm -hmm. even if I was in a relationship, I think I would still want to post it just because I've worked so hard to get to that point. But that's so not even a thirst if it trap, is like a though. thirst trap, oh. whatever. No, but it would be a thirst trap pick, though. So, like, for me, okay. it would be like, oh, like, I worked so hard on my confidence. So, like, yay, I don't give a fuck what he says. Okay, but can you describe to me what a thirst trap is then? Because maybe I'm not understanding. <laughs> No, a thirst trap is exactly what you think a thirst trap is. Okay. You're not overthinking it. But then don't you think you in a relationship, you wouldn't need that validation or like, not like in a bad way, like just validation period. I don't even think it would be posting for validation. I think it would be more posting for me at that point. Yeah, but that's but what I mean. To explain so, that to him. So is that not a thirst trap then? No, it's still, I still think would be. But that's it? for you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think of like, I mm. like of these two different things I think of like a regular like I look fucking hot and I want to be celebrated for my hard work and just looking sexy yeah but how can we determine what a thirst trap is then at this point what kind of conversation are we having <laughs> we need to cut this no it's actually I think it's good to talk about because like there's but I don't know if we're on the same page like I feel like we're no 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 I'm this. asking no I'm asking this is what I'm trying to say okay. this is what I'm trying to figure out there is okay because I think there's there's two. There's I look hot. I yeah. want to celebrate that because I look hot. This is for me. I think a thirst trap is for other people and wanting but how connection. do you know which is which though? You That's know. The, the viewer doesn't right. necessarily know, but who cares about the viewer? It's you and right. you and your partner is what I'm saying. So like if I say to yeah. my husband, like I'm posting, not that I would ever really ever do this. Like I would never ask him before posting because it's my thing in my body but if i were to i would just be like i'm posting this i'm super excited i look super hot in this outfit or this bikini or this whatever i want to show my gains like i'm super excited then we both know this is for me and if he's a supportive partner then he should also be like i feel comfortable in our relationship i'm okay with you posting this because like i know your intention regardless of like what other people might think i understand the intention yeah. so that's why i don't think that's yeah. a thirst trap because that's like a celebration yeah. but i think a thirst 
thirst trap. I think I'm on the same page. Yeah, see? But I think a thirst trap is like, I'm trying to connect in a sexual way to other people, which is also fine. You know, like that one creator on TikTok, have you seen that guy who like cooks and like does yes! like, sexual shit to his food? Yes. See, now that's a guy I wouldn't date. No, that I wouldn't be okay <laughs> with because like that is so clearly yeah. to me, at least in my understanding of a thirst trap, like that is like, I'm trying to make other people feel a type of way about me in a sexual way which is not something 100%. i would be comfortable with but if it was just yeah, like him like cooking and he happened to be like really good looking and whatever that to me is not a thirst trap it's just like you're showing something that you're no. excited about and you happen to yeah. be attractive yeah. Yeah, I think we can agree that as long as the post that's being posted yeah. is, like, respected on both sides of the relationship, yeah. it doesn't matter what the post is. Yes. Regardless of whether we would post it ourselves. But yes, yes. to wrap up <laughs> what I was Long saying. Long-winded, um, sorry. Influencer, no, totally, I think you're right. It's a good conversation to have. But yeah, influencer is fine with me as long as there's mutual respect. If I, as long as I feel secure and loved and respected, mm -hmm. I don't really give a shit what they're doing. Yeah, to be honest, like live your best life, get your money, get your bank. As long as you're committed to me, I don't care. Yeah. So, what number would you give the person then? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. If they're hot and they're making good money and can take me on trips, it's a twelve. Yay! There you yay go. For me. There you go. <laughs> Very long-winded to get to there but we I got know, there there's a lot of moving parts there's, we a did. Lot, there's a lot to consider all right <laughs> so the next one is a negative one i you're reading this for me right because i read mm -hmm. that too. okay here oh this is hitting you hard okay Why? he's a 10 but they live in a different city no i'm not done oh sorry it. i thought that was it no they're a 10 but they live in a different city for six months out of the year you have gone through this so I've... please tell us they're still a 10, unfortunately. As someone yeah, who's been through this, then yeah, because I know that it can work if you make it work. I only think that they will remain a 10 if there is intention on eventually being together in the same place. Or if I could go with yeah. them for the six months. like Yeah, it depends really on yeah. the situation. Yeah, but I think it wouldn't affect how attractive I think they are. Lovely. Lovely. Oh, this is sad. They're a 10, but they read by using their finger to follow every word. Oh, that's kind of... <laughs> that's an mm. ick. That's not good to do. Like, for your brain, it's actually not good to do that. Oh, why? So, because... I remember when I was learning to read, like they were saying how using your finger, yeah, it kind of makes you slow down while you read. So it slows your reading pace. But if right. you don't do it, your eyes read faster and your brain's comprehension is going at a faster rate because oh. it has to comp comprehend more words per minute. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As opposed to using your finger. So okay. I would be more concerned for their neurological development. <laughs> so that's a, that's a bye for me. Bye and then I tell me. them to stop doing that. But what if they had some sort of like, like maybe they had dyslexia or something and it just really you helped just them. You just said it was an ick. Now <laughs> you're like, what if they had dyslexia? <laughs> the question is not for me, it's for you. Well, assuming that they had no neurological issues. Yes. I would be like, please fix this. If they have issues, not for me to judge by any means. They you would be have, a 10. If so. you have issues, then you're a 10. <laughs> but if you don't have issues, you're a 5. <laughs> well... It's a fair. It's fair. Uh -uh. 
if you're if you're not neurodivergent (laughs) please don't read with your finger who is who is it these days i don't read with my finger i don't either i read very fast i read with my eyes closed that's not reading that's the lulu baby (laughs) i live in delulu okay oh they're a 10 but they have a hot accent oh i don't really know what a hot accent is though like i don't really find accents like more attractive oh i do i know wrong question to ask you yeah i think i would just keep it at a 10 Mm -hmm. yeah so what would your answer be oh uh more than a 10 for me i like good accents i'm like "Mm." okay what is a hot accent for you talk to me more um I don't know. I really like like English accents for sure. Uh, and then um I like Spanish accents sometimes. Okay. So yeah. I think it's cute. What I more so would prefer the person to just speak to me in Spanish because then I'll just be like, ah, uh, yes, the yes, romantic language. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. I always think um, I always yeah. think it's funny when people say French. Because like there's depending on it where it can be. Yeah. It really depends. It depends. yeah, depending on where. Yeah. Like French accents can be really harsh. So I'm just like, I don't get that. Some are really nice. Yeah. Some are really, really nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, some are pretty harsh. Yeah. So Okay, a positive trait for uh they're ten, but they tip well. Oh, ten. Yeah. Because that's that should be expected. Yeah, but not more. Just consistent. No, because that's ah, because that should be a the bar is in hell if you don't tip. The bar is in. Yeah, no, it should be expected. Shall we wrap up? (laughs) Yes, I'm ready to wrap up. You wrap up. Take us away. Ah, country home. Um, country home. It's country road by said country home. I thought you said um, ho. No, I did not. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in, listening to our episode. We hope this was just fun and silly. Well, special thank you to John Harrison and Do Matcha for chatting with us on today's episode. We really hope you guys try out their matcha. It is very, very good. And we're very happy that they came on to chat. And, and we hope you guys enjoyed our episode. Silver, tell us where you can find us. You can find us at Matcha Mondays Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can find the lovely Mira at Misa Mira. That's M-I-I-S-A dot M-I-I-R-A on TikTok and Instagram as well. And you can find me at Matcha Silver on TikTok and Instagram as well. We also have a Patreon that you can subscribe to where we have our video content at Matcha Mondays Podcast. Yes, ma'am. All right, guys. Have a great Matcha Monday. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just have a great bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> you say it. I thought first. you were going to say Matcha Monday. And you went right. No, because you didn't say you have to say with that being said. All right. Sorry. Oh. So, with that being said, have a great Matcha Monday. Monday. Bye. bye. How long have we been doing this? I don't remember our outro.